again to another edition of Skyhawks Coaches Corner. We are at the Glacier Club, as always, joined by Skyhawks head football coach Johnny Cox, running backs coach Josh Jones, and sophomore running back Cameron Mack. Uh, kind of home stretch time. Coach, do you, do you kind of feel the urgency of the finish line coming? Yeah, I mean, we have you know, three games left, and we have some goals that we want to accomplish, so we've got three opportunities. So really focus on finishing this thing as strong as we possibly can. So, yeah, we got a lot of energy towards it, you know. Often people are asking, hey, how is the energy? We haven't had success yet, but it feels focused and feels like, you know, everybody everybody wants that com common goal. So, yeah, we, we're, a lot of, we're kind of running out of time to yeah. play our best. One of the guys, I guess, at the top of that leadership tree, your quarterback, I do want to mention, maybe a little history being made. Um, Passing for 203 yards last game, that got him over the 3,000 career yards mark, becoming the 11th quarterback in Skyhawks history to reach that mark. Tell me a little bit about what you think that accomplishment means. Oh, I think that's that's a tribute to him getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like he understands the system uh, each week a little bit more and being a little bit more aggressive of what he can anticipate and what you can expect on each play. So. Uh, it just it's growth and development and, uh, you know, it's paying off, you know, kind of everybody getting on the same page. So uh, it's, it's good to see those individual accomplishments, you know, but obviously it's the offensive line and the, you know, the receivers catching the ball and all those things that, that go into those. But, yeah, I feel like it shows what we're trying to do. It's we're along the we're going along the way of getting better yeah. you know, as the offense. By the way, one of the guys who led the way, I should say the guy who led the way in the ground game, Cameron Mack. Cameron, thanks for coming on. Can you talk about, like, you came in as a young guy and, and Braden was the quarterback, the leader. Could you talk about a little bit what that leadership on this team is like inside the locker room? Well, me and we, ever since I got here, me and Wingo, we've been friends. It's just been like a sort of a big brother type of thing because he – the thing about Wingo, if you know him, he's not really a vocal leader. He's more like a, I'm going to do it at practice, do it on the field type of guy. Because we tell him to talk. We try to get him out like out of that next layer to really be that guy for us. <laughs> kind of come out of his shell. Yeah. <laughs> but he's more of a just show it on the field, just a guy like that. Yeah, we, I think he's grown in that way, you know, and that's talking about growth because he, I would say, like, the votes for him being captain last year, not so much. This year, majority, you know, okay. so he's really kind of, you know, dedicated himself towards the summer being here and the offseason always throwing. You guys are seeing that. And then, you know, he's really grown to be more vocal um, throughout the process, but He's still growing in that aspect, too. Yeah. By the way, we have a guy at this table who knows a little something about prolific passing and an interesting dynamic between him and one of the quarterbacks on this roster. So we're going to dig into that as the show progresses. <laughs> Sibling rivalry, family yep. dynamics, yep. all sorts of stuff. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. First, let's go ahead and check in on our community scoreboard and lots of cool stuff to talk about this week, um, starting with the Navajo Prep Eagles down in Farmington. They've gotten things back on track with a 2-0 start to district play. That's District 1 3A ball down in New Mexico. They're 4-5 after a 32-20 victory at Tohachi. A big matchup coming up this Friday as they will be at Newcomb. Also 2-0 in district play. Also 4-5 overall. 
also on a two-game win streak. So that'll be a pretty interesting one. I do want to mention that since we do this show every two weeks, we don't get a chance to talk about teams every week. So I'm going to go back two weeks to maybe applaud, celebrate Bayfield for getting that first win off of their backs two weeks ago, a 27-20 to 20 win over Salida. Donovan Candelaria carrying the offense right now, the senior wide receiver, junior Lincoln Williams, kind of a, a Swiss army knife, so to speak. He's leading that team receiving. Coach, you've coached a lot of places. What does that mean for a first-year coach inheriting a team that's maybe lost some talent, maybe lost some culture, more importantly? What does that do for, for that, I guess, message? Yeah, I guess it solidifies it, you know? Yeah. Uh, shows that you can be successful. You know, I'm still looking for that that first moment <laughs> as far as here. So, you know, uh, but it kind of validates all the hard work and you can move forward and hopefully you get to start a winning streak, you know, once you get that first one. So, yeah, it's good. Uh, you're a point away. That still kills me. <laughs> um, the 7-1 and one Durango Demons hosting Palisade on Friday night. It feels like they've been on the road a lot lately. And, man, when you watch Durango, I know you can't talk about individual players, but what do you see from them in general? It seems like they're just balanced contributions from everybody. It seems like a, a fun team to be a part of. Yeah, it does seem like that. It feels like those guys are pl playing hard, organized, you know, on a mission. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really understanding their system. And they're having a lot of success. So, you know, that that's fun times of football right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I said contributions from all over the place. I talked about Jackson Fancher. I think two episodes ago, he's getting things done on the ground. Tyler Harms under center. Uh, even some big contributions on defense. Their linebacker play has been great. Cully Feeney, I think, is leading the team in terms of tackle on defense. So um, things may be getting fun for Durango as we get closer to the postseason here. Uh, as we are talking about Fort Lewis College Skyhawks football on the Skyhawks Coaches Corner, brought to you by Skyute Casino and TBK Bank. And of course, every week hosted up here in the beautiful Glacier Club. Running backs coach Josh Jones, our guest coach for the week. Coach, we got to meet KB last show. Yep. Tell me about the room. How do you feel about things going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's a great room. <clears throat> it's my first year here, and those guys, it's been a pleasure to step in and uh, coach them. They all have really good attitudes, um, so it's been a smooth transition for me. And just being able to work with them every week and every day and get ready for a game, it's been, it's been a fun experience. You talk about it being your first year here, and this is like sort of the challenge we get into with your tenure so far is the timing of your first year. Do you feel like now you have things in place, like maybe with the shortened timeline in that first year, you weren't able to set the foundation that you had hoped to? Was that was that kind of a challenge? Yeah, yeah. The timing's tough. With that first, you know, class kind of didn't, you know, we got the job in January. So, you know, signing class was that February. So we had to kind of build those relationships really quickly and kind of learn what exactly the job was, you know, throughout that spring. And I think every year, you know, your recruiting gets better just because you, you you build those relationships for longer. And then also, you know exactly what the job demands are, kind of what what things uh, you need to do to be good at. And so, yeah, I feel like now we have a really good foundation of what we can keep building on. So, um, you know, everything will get better. Okay. Cameron's sort of one of your guys in the sense that comes in, plays as a freshman, gets your feet wet. But in terms of the reps you're getting this year, it seems like the coaching staff is really starting to trust you a lot more. Your your numbers are better. Your yards per carry is better. Your yards per game is better. What for you has been different in year two? Honestly, just 
really understanding the game at a higher level. Because last year, it's like you're just com coming out of high school. You're jumping into like a different, it's a different pool. Because like, say high school is really just like you're always that guy. You didn't really have to try as hard. It was just natural. College, everything's, it's way faster. You actually got to read blocks, understand the concepts of runs and things of that matter. But yeah, it's just actually understanding the game at a high level. I love your headshots on the Fort Lewis website, by the way. Year one, you're like, yeah, I'm here. And year two, you're like, game time. <laughs> Do you feel more confident in your game? Way, way more confident. Because like, once you start doing things in game and see that you can do it, like you start trying different moves in open field. It's just like you're not scared. Because that the freshman, being a freshman, you wouldn't. Some people hit some like the freshman jitters. That's a real thing. Because I was going out there and just seeing a, a linebacker twice the size of me, just like, man. <laughs> that was just like. I know I can take them on. I could do something against them. Black Hills State coming to Durango for a 12 o'clock kickoff this Saturday at Ray Denison Field up on the campus of Fort Lewis College. We're going to talk about that one with head coach Johnny Cox, running backs coach Josh Jones, and return of the Mac. Cameron Mack. You know I couldn't resist it. You're too young uh -huh. to know that song. I know you? that song. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Classic. Good. Yeah. I was calling minor league baseball in the Carolina League, by the way. We've there got a go. lot of Carolina collections here. Yeah. And they had a kid from, it was for the Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians. They had a kid from Cleveland on the team who was in this horrific slump, and he changed his walk up song to Return of the Mac and just started smoking the ball. That's always, <laughs> that's always what I associate with that song. Um, we want to talk to you about Black Hills State, but th let's go back to the previous game just briefly South Dakota Mines. Um, Clean game. I think, what, four or five penalties? Really yeah. turnover-free. That last turnover was late yeah. in the game. You could say effectively turnover-free. Right. Um, just a matter, is it a matter of stringing things together at this point? It seems like you're doing some things well at times. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it, you know? Uh, we definitely have potential. We definitely have times that we're doing things exactly right, mm -hmm. but then there are times that little things are hurting us, you know, big time. And so the details of how we prepare and how we put that into the game plan just have to be constantly, we have to constantly grow that way. So, um, you know, we're proud of the guys of what they're, of where we've gotten to. And I think that, um, you know, they they also see where we can get. So, you know, the, uh, the tribute to the, or to the, our guys, you know, we came back to work, yeah. you know, yesterday you know, with good attitudes. We want to practice the rest of this week. So it's a focused group. And, um, you know, that's all you can really ask for, you know, in this situation. It's not doldrums at all. Yeah. Practice of meetings, you know, people are excited and trying to trying to get better. So we talked about quarterback play earlier in the show, and I saw once again you got Sam Jones, your redshirt freshman quarterback, a, a few reps, which you've been doing all season. Mm -hmm. um, making a point to do that, what do you think you have in the, in the pipeline from a quarterback perspective? Yeah, I think we have a good quarterback competition, you know, um, uh, we have three, essentially, you know, sophomore freshman quarterbacks. So Sam, you know, he redshirted last year, so this is his first year, kind of getting reps. And and like what Cam said, those reps in the games, that that's that's where your growth comes from, because before that, it's really not, you know, it doesn't necessarily count as much, you know. And then we have Stone Walker, 
uh, that is a, a true freshman that he he's gotten. Like you can play three games, and so he's played played three games, and uh, you know he's gotten some reps. And then we have Jake Morris, who's a another freshman that has a lot of potential too. So we have all those guys kind of battling, you know, to see how who can develop and be kind of the after Wingle's gone, you know, yeah. who's kind of the predecessor, who's going to be, you know, the, the next guy. So it's you got to have quarterback competition. Like uh, I coach Josh. I learned a valuable lesson, just like, just let them play and figure out who the best one is. You don't have to have your favorite, you know, you don't have to be biased. Just coach them all up, put them out there and see who, who, uh, who ends up being the man. Yeah. So Josh, by the way, the older brother of Sam. So now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. Is it frustrating being on a coaching staff where your little brother's playing or do you enjoy <laughs> Um, I don't want to say coaching him up because you're in the running backs room, but for sure. but watching him play. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a, a different experience. It's a good experience for me and for him. Um, I've been impressed with him so far this year. Obviously, like Coach Cox just said, he's a redshirt freshman uh, quarterback, so he's learning. Um, it's just part of the process for him. But um, it's definitely a different dynamic. You know, he kind of got to turn off the the brother mode, right, and go into coach player, and then uh, obviously. You know, after practice and games and stuff like that, we can hang out, you know, just be brothers again. So it's definitely a different dynamic, but it's really good to uh, have this experience with them. I'm going to make you flip the brother switch on again. Who's the better quarterback? Uh. Let's say this. Who's the better quarterback as of their redshirt freshman season? Well, that's, that's a different situation, too. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's different situations. I um, I think, you know, I'm the coach right now, so Sam's doing a great job He's with what he's doing right now. And uh, looking for him to continue to improve would be really good for him, a good step in his development. So but now we're both really competitive, so that took a lot for me to say that right there. <laughs> you say you're learning the coaching yeah, speed early, man. You're getting good. But, yeah, he's doing good. So As a quarterback, he's a prolific college quarterback at UNC Pembroke, over 10,000 yards passing. As a quarterback – what do you know about how a running game affects an offense? Oh, it's everything. I mean, it opens, you know, you have a good run game. It opens things in the pass game. You have a good pass game. It opens things in the run in the run game. So um, we have a really good running back room right now. We have three guys who are kind of playing for us right now, and they're doing a good job. And they, they'll tell you, too, that, you know, being in the pass game for them is essential for our run game and their success running the ball. So protecting, making sure – you know, the quarterback has time to throw, getting in their check down, stuff like that. It's it's no different than the run game in their minds. So, How, Why is that? Why does a, a run game open things up? I mean, because I, there are so many different coaching philosophies in football right now. I don't think you could find a coach who would say the running game doesn't matter to our offense, right? What does it do? Why do they say that? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you just – it makes the defense honor it, right? They, their goal is to stop the run most, most of the time, most weeks. And when you can establish a good run game, it kind of takes them off of, you know, whatever they're trying to do. So when you can establish a good run game, it kind of takes them off their game plan, and then we can kind of attack that in different ways. And then vice versa, right? So, if, you know, they want to stop the pass, and our guys, Cam, Cam will tear it up out there uh, in the run game. So – for sure. How, how do you view the running game ultimately fitting in with this offense specifically? Yeah, I mean, we're extremely uh, multiple, you know, on offense. We're, we're, we try to be 50-50 pass run and, you know, kind of keep defense on their heels. I think, you know, running the ball is extremely essential to what we do. Um, we have to establish it. we got to be good at it. We've got to be consistent with it. And um, when you do that, like we said, it opens up everything and makes everything more successful.
We are enjoying another Skyhawks Coaches Corner show brought to you by Sky Ute Casino and TBK Bank. From the Glacier Club, do want to remind you that the Prospector Restaurant is now open to the public here at the Glacier Club. I overheard Coach Cox, by the way, say it was his favorite breakfast in town. My favorite place. Yes. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> Not paid for that endorsement, by the way. I'm throwing you under the bus when I say that, but you were raving about the, yes. the Prospector. Yes, yes. The experience I had at the Prospector is second to none. I would definitely be back there. You had your family up for homecoming week, and you and you came up again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, we, um, we love it here. It's so friendly and yeah. such a great atmosphere, and it's fairly close to Durango. It's not like a long drive. So you get here quick and get a great meal. And, you know, it's it's very unique and the views are just unbelievable. Yeah. And over the course of five episodes now, you've been able to see the varied, gorgeous scenery here at the Glacier Club. So come on up, check them out. Coming up, Black Hills State at Ray Denison Field, 12 o'clock. Um, you know, they're on a two-game losing streak, which on one hand could make them desperate. On one hand, maybe you look at them on the schneid. Unfortunately, it's been to two really good teams. Um, they're four and four on the season, three and three in conference. What do you see from Black Hill State? They're a good team. I mean, this is a tough conference. Yeah. And um, yeah, it feels like everyone's on a losing streak when they play us because we follow minds, you know, which <laughs> right. is the number one team in the nation right now. So that can, it depends on how they react. It's probably their urgency as far as getting ready for us because, you know, they, they might have just lost their playoff hopes, you know, or. Uh, maybe they're fired up because, you know, they're, they didn't play well, so they're trying to get back on track. So it depends on what their urgency is like as far as how they prepare for us. But they're like, Black is a good football team, you know, balanced attack, um, wide out, two wide outs are uh, uh, dangerous, you know. So offensively, it, it, they, they definitely have some weapons there. And then defensively, uh, they had a veteran team, like a lot of juniors. You know, that that played a lot against us last year. So uh, they're experienced to know what they're doing. Uh, but, you know, we're competitive and we're excited about that opportunity. So uh, we're, we're, we want to play our best. And yeah. so it's just we're looking at it as another opportunity, you know, even though, you know, even though it's Black Hills and we go, you know, Western is number 17 and mine's is number one. You know, we're like, hey, you know, we can ruin some guys' uh, playoff opportunities. Right. You know, we can be the spoiler. So we're we're uh, we get to play we get to play college football and coach college football. So it's a great deal. So that's how we're trying to finish this thing as strong as possible. Last week you started behind the eight ball a little bit. What does getting off to a good start do for you this weekend? It's our whole thing, man. Like that's our whole emphasis. Yeah. We got we have to play from a lead. We got to get out to a fast start. We got to we just got to execute a lot better. You know, we just got to be comfortable in those early moments of executing our offense, defense, and special teams. So have a huge emphasis on trying to improve that this week. Hopefully it works out. Yeah, that'll obviously do some things to open things up for uh, Mr. Mack down here as well. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining, guys. Appreciate you having, having, having us have you at the Prospect Club. <laughs> How about that? Woo, that was a knot. Uh, you've been watching the Skyhawks Coach's Corner brought to you by Sky Ute Casino and TBK Bank from the Glacier Club. Skyhawks kick off Saturday at noon against Black Hills State. It will be the academic faculty and staff day. So come on out, support those guys. Until the next time, we'll see you right back here at the Glacier Club.